Peace be to you, dear brothers and sisters. Let's continue on in our series, New Humanity. Today, let's look at the new creation's way of life, living in love. And our scripture for today can be found in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 25 to chapter 5, verse 2. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17 to chapter 5, verse 21, tells about the new way, uh, the way we live and the way of our life. In verses from verses 17 to 24, it talks about the foundation of our new life. And from chapter 4, verse 25 to chapter 5, verse 21, it tells about the characteristics of the new life. Last week, we talked about the foundation of our new life, which is to get rid of the old and to put on the new. To remove from our, our, our being the old life that we used to live and to put on the new life that we have. We take off the old self, our old sinful self. And to put on the new creation we, that we are in Christ. Because after we become Christians, these two lives coexist in our lives. That's why we have to continually live this new life. If not, then we will revert back to our old life. The very uh, best example that we can look at is the example of the story of Lazarus in the Bible. Lazarus had been dead for four days. And he was already decaying inside a tomb. But when Jesus came, he asked that the stone that covered the tomb to be removed. And he, he declared in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. And how did Lazarus come out? He was buried, uh, he was already wrapped in burial cloth and he walked out on his own. He is alive, but he had difficulty walking because he was wrapped in burial cloth. That's why he had no freedom. That's why Jesus said, remove that burial cloth. A lot of Christians are like Lazarus. Yes, yes, we are resurrected. We have this new life in us. But it seems like we are in bondage of so many things that, that has prevented us from moving freely. We are not free. Because our old self is still controlling the way we live. And that's why we find it so difficult to live out our new lives. This is the conflict between our old self and our new self. Which one will win? 
It depends on which life you would like to live. In chapter 4, verse 21, till chapter 5, verse 27, uh, 21. 21, it tells us of, uh, the, of the four kinds of, of uh, characteristics, three kinds of characteristics. The first is living in the love, and can, can be found in chapter 4, verse 25, to chapter 5, verse 2. Second is living in the light, chapter 5, verse 4 to 14. The third is living in the spirit can be found that can be found in chapter 5 verse, verses 15 to 21. Let's look at the first one living in the love. But there's a, this point here I would like to cl- explain clearly to you first. Because in chapter 4, verse 25, until chapter 5, verse 21, there are so many requirements there. You cannot lie. You need to speak the truth. Refrain from speaking unclean words and speak only words that edify people. Do not steal and start working hard. Don't get drunk with the wine, but be filled with the Spirit. Please remember, all of these are not requirements of the law, but rather this is the leading of the Holy Spirit. Because if not, then we will become uh, one that's living inside the law or very, very um, legalistic in the way we live. There are people who are very, very legalist, legalistic in the church. And they like to follow everything to the letter of the law. In, on the surface, there's nothing wrong there. Just like in the time of Jesus, that's, uh, the, the Pharisees, they, the, they rebuked the, the disciples of Christ for eating without washing their hands. There's nothing wrong there. This is something that is for, for sanitary and health. Just like in the midst of this COVID-19 pandemic, everyone has to wash their hands. There's nothing wrong there. But Jesus said something that was very important. True, the true uncleanliness comes from within it's not something that comes from outside. Because what comes from inside is, uh, is unclean and it affects a lot of people. So may the Lord help us. Let us not become too legalistic. But let us live in accordance to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Let's look at the very first part of well, living in the new life, living in the love. Let's look at the uh, last two verses for today. Uh, in fact, that can be found in chapter 5, verses 1 and 2. So, you can Follow God's example. Therefore, as dearly loved child, uh, children, and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave Himself up for us as a fragrant offering and a sacrifice to God. 
第四章二十个这段的圣经的 conclusion。This is these two verses is the conclusion of the chapter four verse twenty five. Up to thirty two. Up to thirty two. 所以头先会讲 therefore， 所以。That's why they use the word therefore. So the That's why the conclusion from of、uh, chapter four verses twenty-five to thirty-two is therefore to walk in the way of love. This is not a requirement of the law. This is 圣灵的锻炼里面，真在主言生命的表现。But rather, this is through the leading of the Holy Spirit, the natural manifestation of the new life we have. 你来看第四章第二十四呃二十个到三十二节。If you are to look at chapter four verses twenty-five to thirty-two, 你话人只得讲到各款的生活，各款的要求。It tells tells us about five kinds of life and five kinds of requirements. Did The first, in the moral aspect, we have to put off falsehood and to put on truthfulness. In verse、uh, chapter four, verse twenty-five. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor, for we are all members of one body. This is the moral requirement of our new life. Is to put off falsehood. You know, for a lot of people, speaking falsehood or speaking lies is not a big deal. But God placed much emphasis in this. If you are to look at our.、Uh, Revelation chapter twenty-one. Those people who are not allowed into the new Jerusalem or new heaven and earth. Among them are people who speak lies. Why is it the Bible placed much emphasis in speaking the truth? Because the father of lies is Satan. Look at John chapter eight, verse forty-four. For there is no truth in him, referring to Satan, where he when he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. You know the the motive for speaking lies is all the same. 都是为保护家己。It is for self protection. 所以讲白话是对家己的 protection, self protection. So lying is all about self protection. Satan 就是讲白话的老白。Satan is the father of lies. 所以我这个这个老我真爱讲白话。That's why our old nature, our old self, wants to speak lies. 简单来讲，我讲白话咯，是这个老这个这个。This is the vitamin. How this old me continues to live. It's good for the old. When we lie, we continue on living our old life, our old, old life, old nature. So you want our old self to continue to exist, then we have to continue lying. But on the opposite end. 
If you don't want your old self to continue living, then you have to put on all lies, all falsehood, and start speaking the truth. Because the new life we have is the life of truth. You know, in the book of John, the Lord Jesus uh, for, for 25 times said this thing. Verily or truly I say to you. Our, our God is a God of truth. That's why we need to live a life of truth. Look at Revelation 3 verse 14. This is how uh, the Lord introduced himself to the church in Laodicea. To the angel of the church in Laodicea, write, These are the words of the Amen, the faithful and the true witness, the ruler of God's creation. How did God introduce himself? I am the God of Amen. I am a faithful God. I am a true witness. So may the Lord help us. Amen means truthfully. We are God's children. And our God is the God of truth. That's why as our father, we need to be truthful. Satan is the father of lies. But our father, our heavenly father, is the God of truth. Since we are the children of God, the first thing, in our moral aspect, we need to be truthful people. And to put on put to put off the falsehood and to put on the, uh, the truthfulness. Today, lying is a culture, falsehood is a culture. Everyone lies. You shouldn't be surprised. You, you're not you're not shocked anymore. In fact, the people who lie a lot, people uh, praise them for being eloquent speakers. But the, Bible, but the Bible tells us that we have to speak the truth in love, not to speak falsehood in love. You can choose to remain silent. But if you are to speak, speak the truth. Let our yes be yes, let our no be no. And, don't, and when you add on to it, then you are speaking the words of the, of the Satan, so of the enemy. Bang. So may the Lord help us. Moral aspect, we have to put off falsehood and put on truthfulness. And in our emotional aspect, we have to put off our anger and to put on righteousness. Look at verses 26 and 27. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. And do not give the devil a foothold. When we lie, we are self, uh, self-protecting, uh, protecting ourselves. But how about when we're angry? You know, there are many reasons why we 
I'll get angry. Because people don't listen to us, we get angry. When people do something wrong, we get angry. We get angry because people don't respect us. The things we know we deserve was given to somebody else, we get angry. So you have you noticed one thing? It's all about self. Lying is about self-protection while anger is about self-inflation. Just like a person blowing up a balloon. The balloon gets bigger and bigger. When a person feels that he deserves the respect of everybody, and when he feels like everybody has to listen to him when he speaks, then he he feels like he's the center of everybody's life. When people don't do that, he becomes angry in the family who among you gets angry the most maybe the father or the mother or could be the children regardless of who that person may be the person who gets angry the most let me tell you it's the person whose uh, sense of self is the, is the biggest because that person feels that he or she needs to be heard every time. How about in the new life? Is it you don't get angry anymore? Of course not. Of course not. Because even Christ got angry. When Jesus Christ got angry, it wasn't about self, but rather it was about love. When he saw how the people have corrupted the temple and made it a den of thieves, because of God's, for the sake of God, he got angry. In Mark chapter 3, a person who has uh, who has uh, some injury in his arm that cannot move. And he was asked to stand in the midst of people. And he was saying, can we heal people during Sabbath day? And nobody, nobody dare to answer. And what did the Bible tell us? So in chapter 3 verse 5, he looked around at them in anger and deeply distressed at their stubborn hearts. Look at this verse. He has combined anger and distress. This is something strange. When you're angry, why are you distressed? His anger was combined with distress because he saw the stubborn hearts of the people. He loved these people and he felt so bad about it. This is righteous wrath. Yeah, yeah, this is called uh, righteous wrath. 
This is the righteous anger that comes from his heart. You know, it's not easy to become uh, righteous, to have righteous anger. One theologian said, There are six requirements for you to achieve righteous anger. You have to have the right person, the right degree, the right reason, the right time, the right way, and the right purpose. So this is not easy. So church, I want to ask you this question. So when you're angry, how many of that anger has that right in it? So Paul knew this was not easy. That's why he added one thing. Don't allow your anger to, to go through the, uh, to, uh, to allow the sun to go down on your anger and give the devil a foothold. What does this mean? What does it mean not to let the sun go down on your anger? It doesn't mean that uh, we before the sun sets, we can be angry. That's not what it means. The sun is coming down. Why do you need to still be angry? It's time for your rest. You're resting. Don't be angry anymore. Don't bring your anger to your bed when you sleep. You know, a lot of people cannot sleep. There are people with, who have medical reasons for not being able to sleep. But a lot of people cannot sleep because it's of uh, emotional and psychological reasons. Maybe they're very distressed. Because they, are, they have so many ang uh, anger or, or hatred in their heart. Or they're very unsatisfied. So when they, they're there on the bed, their minds will be filled with people who have done wrong to them. And the more they think, the more unhappy they become and the more angry they become. Then of course you cannot rest. Dear church, in case you have that problem, the very solution for it is for you to honestly face it. If you need to apologize, then apologize. If you need to explain, then explain. Because a lot of it can be can be uh, can be find, we can find root in misunderstandings. Those who need to confess and repent before the Lord, do so. Don't leave the devil, don't leave the devil a foothold in your life. Because this problem will, will just be magnified more and more. May the Lord help us. In the moral aspect, we need to put off falsehood and put on truthfulness. In the emotional aspect, we need to put off anger and put on righteousness. How about in our behavior? We need to put off greed and to put on giving. Look at verse 28. Verse 28. 
Anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work, doing something useful with their own hands, that they may have something to share with those in need. Stealing was something that was very rampant during the time of uh, the church in Ephesus. Because during that time, there are a lot of public places. They have public baths. A lot of people would, would take home those public uh, towels and, and soap. I'm sure there are other things that they steal. Of course, today there are things like that also. <laughs> there are so many people who have st- who stolen from their company. There are people who have joined small groups in other people's home and, and have stolen from those people. If lying is about self-protection and anger is about self-inflation, then stealing is about self-sufficiency. We steal because we have this greed inside of us. We want to acquire something that does not belong to us. We know that corruption and stealing is a very big problem in our country. People above us steal, people below us steal. Those who steal, those who are small, small fry, they steal small things. Those who are bigger, they steal bigger things. It becomes a culture in our, in our country. It seems, it seems like everybody steals. You know, there was a sister. And there's a sister who opened a store that sells chicken inside a mall. And she made this testimony. Uh, so after a few years of operation, she found that they were not, they were not earning money. They're not losing much, but that they're not earning anything. So that's why they decided to, she decided to just close shop. So she said to me, She said, one month before I closed, So I called all, uh, she called all their employees. And she said to them, I have decided to close shop next month. And I want you to tell me one thing. You know, in this past few years, we never earned money. I'm sure you guys were stealing from me. Please let me know how you stole from me. I will give you your salary that is due to you. I just want to know how how or the method of of stealing that you have done against me. So the employee shared with them, with her, how they stole from her. And he said, Pastor, you would not believe how they did it. They worked together. 
And you will never uh, imagine how they come up with this, this method of stealing from me. Because stealing became a culture there. That we who have new life, our life shouldn't be like that. We should stop stealing and we should work hard. Not only do we have enough for ourselves, but we have something extra to share with other people and to help other people. This is a very amazing transformation. You know, the dear church, our God is a very generous God. He has given us even His only Son. So we who are Christians, we have to live generously. Let me give you a, a very simple testimony. When I was small, we, I, I grew up in a family that is financially very challenged. So that's why money or finances was something that's, that was very important to us. That's why I placed much emphasis on money. Because in my, in my younger days, I knew what it means to have, I have seen people who have plenty and I've lived a life that is, uh, that is lacking. My mom would often ask me to go out on errand to buy canned goods uh, from the store for us to eat. I don't want to go. You know why I don't want to go? You don't know. My mom, whenever she sends me out on these errands, never gave me money. And she was always tell me to tell the owner of the store, please put it on the list on my, of my tab. I was about 12 or 13 during that time. And I was so embarrassed by it. That's why from my, from my uh, young days, I, I placed much emphasis on money. That's why I'm, a, I'm, I'm such a miser. I, I, I'm not a very helpful person. But something amazing happened. After I became a Christian, God has changed my life. Whenever I see people in need, the immediate thought would be, how can I help this person? Not only me. But I noticed one thing. Uh, there are five people in our household. And all of us in our, in, in our household think the same way. When we know somebody who is in need, we would discuss among ourselves how we can help that person. This is not by, by myself. This is the new life that so I have in me. So may the Lord help us. Let's stop being so greedy and start looking for ways to help other people. May the Lord help us. On the, fir- on the fourth, in the verbal aspect, to put off unwholesome talk and put on beneficial speech. Look at verses 29 to 31. Don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful to, for building others according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. 
Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling, and slander, along with every form of malice. 言句对每一个人来讲，一个颠倒的挑战。You know, our speech is a very a big challenge to everyone. 因为圣经讲，有当控制家己节啦，就有当做一个完全人咯。A person who has control over his tongue can become a perfect person. 第雅各书第三章十九十一节。In James chapter three verses ten to eleven. 伊讲，送餐及酒桌，对一个催来问出来，怪兄弟啊，这是唔应该嘅。就亲像船员哦，伫这个木舟里面，只出地诶，可能我来追吗 ？Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing, my brothers and sisters. This should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? 这个船员只系追一款来追。Can such as can such water, fresh and salt water, came from the same spring? It's not possible. Not is the sea, is the sea. If it's not fresh water, then it's salt water. Maybe in the past, before we became Christians, we probably used words to harm other people, to curse other people. Because we have so much bitterness in our heart. Just like in verse thirty-one. 受气、养老、毁谤，一切恶毒，拢伫你个中间堵起。We need to get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, and slander. 你知中国人有一句话真水啦。You know there's a Chinese saying that's very nice. 佮就言有心声，你个话哦，你讲个话是对心出来个。Words are are the voice of the heart. 你知咱常常讲个话哦，其实是表达咱个心内所想个物件。You know many times our words represent what we what we are thinking or what we have in our heart. 你笑看咪 ？Think about it. 即个咱啊总是讲钱。If we all, as a person always talk about money. 因为伊心内想个就是钱。Because in his heart, in his mind, that's all he think of. 一个吹总是讲一个咧 green joke， 讲咧一个咧色情嘅代志。A person who always would be speaking green jokes， 因为伊心内充满一个咧性色嘅物件伫里面。Because in his heart, he's 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 very sensual。你一这个人啊，总是讲埋怨嘅话。A person who always complain， 因为伊心内有真最不满嘅所在。Because he's so unsatisfied in his life。但系当新嘅生命伫咱嘅里面嘅时候 ，But when there's a new life in us。The old has passed. The new has come. That's why Paul tells us to take take、uh, to get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, brawling,、uh, slander, and all every form of malice from our heart. If lying is about self-protection, anger is about self-inflation, and stealing is about self-sufficiency. Gong am zhen me wei le. How about unwholesome talk? Gong am zhen me wei shi li ga ji ben xian de fa biao wa. Unwholesome speech is all about self-promotion. Zhe shi zhong li ga ji de lai xin hou lang zai ya la. We're just Exposing our inner being to other people. So Paul teaches us. That's why Paul is reminding us. Not only does the Holy Spirit speak to us through the Word, but also through our lives. Listen to the words of the Apostle. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. When we continue on in our speech, we expose more and more of what's in our heart. 
when we speak unclean words or bitter words, words that harm other people. And it was, this will, this will, continue, uh, this will grieve the Holy Spirit. Just like parents. These parents will feel very bad when they hear their, their children always uh, speaking bad words or, or coarse language or, or cursing other people. May the Lord help us. Let's speak words that help other people, that benefit other people. In our attitude, this is the last one. We have to put off resentment and put on kindness. Let's look at verse 32. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ uh, God forgave you. A while ago, we spoke about lying because, uh, is about self-protection, anger is about self-inflation, stealing is about self-sufficiency. Unwholesome speech is about self-promotion, while resentment is all about self-malevolence. We cannot avoid or prevent there will be conflicts between us and other people. Regardless of whether you were before uh, uh, before you became a Christian or after you became a Christian. The only difference is when God's new life is in us, there is love. Because God is love and God and it's a very special nature of God. It, uh, we know that love doesn't keep track or keep records of the wrong of uh, that other people did to us. I'm sure that as parents among us, who are parents among us, you would notice more. Sometimes our parents, our children will become very so disrespectful in the, the way they, uh, they speak to us. I'm not saying that all the time our parents are right. Sometimes there are children who do not respect who are not respectful in the way they speak with their parents. You know why? Because when you speak uh, disrespectfully to your parents or speak words that are not good towards them, the consequences are not very are not very big. Of course, parents will get angry. Because after a while, they'll forget about their anger. You try it. Try speaking like that to your friends or to your employer. You'd probably be out of a job. You'd probably lose your friends. But it's parents is different. Because our parents love us. They'll be angry. But after a while, they'll forget about their anger. That's why, because parents have love in them, it's easier for them to overlook and to forgive. But please remember. 
So to to be resentful, you you, you don't bless. Yeah, to to do that, it's you don't bless other people, but you bless yourself. If you don't know how to forgive other people, you'd harm yourself most rather than other people. I just concluded the senior webinar message. And I, I spoke to the seniors. You want to live a very colorful and very happy life. One thing you need to learn. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. Learn to forgive. Because you are on the on the latter stage of your life from 70s to your 90s. I'm sure there's there'll still be misunderstanding. Probably other people have done you wrong. That you feel very bad. But if you don't know how to forgive, you'll be very pitiful. Let us not live the last stage of our life and to depart from this world full of bitterness and anger. To be able to live happy a happy life, then forgive other people. Be considerate towards other people. Don't don't uh, put a tab on everything that has done wrong against you. Put on kindness and, and treat people with kindness. In, the grammar, the grammar of the Greek. You know to put off to put off the old self and to put on the new self, that it's a continual tense. It's something that we need to do every day. It's just like taking a bath every day, putting on new clothes every day. This is living out a life of love in the new life. Lying is about self-protection. That's why we must put off falsehood and speak truthfully. Anger is about self-inflation. So we must seek righteousness and not let the sun go down while we are angry. Greed is about self-sufficiency. That's why we must learn to give and be a giving person. Unwholesome speech is about self-promotion. That's why we must control our tongue and only speak words that edify others. Resentment is self-malevolence. So we must perform spiritual surgery and treat others with kindness, compassion, and forgive one another. This is the first manifestation of the new life we have. We have to live in the love of God. Let me ask you, are you living in love or not? May the Lord bless you. May the Lord speak with you, for you. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord.
We have new life in us. We want to have this Holy Spirit uh, leading us, Lord, as we live our new life. Today, as we uh, meditate on these five different aspects, to help us to know how we, as a, a new creation, or I should live our, our lives. Enough. Uh, Lord, we thank you. Continue to bless us. Not to depend on ourselves or our, our, our own effort to live a life of a Christian. But the Holy Spirit will help us. Through your power, Lord, to your might, that we might live a life that pleases you. Thank you, Lord. Here are our prayers. This is our prayer in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Next week, let's look at the second part of the new creation's way of life, living in the light. And the scripture can be found in Ephesians 5, 3-14. to Please read this in advance. Let's meet again next week. God bless you. God bless you.